Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has quaint floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Three years ago, the Blues started their run to the Stanley Cup in Philadelphia. And tonight, the Blues are in Philadelphia to take on Mike Yo and the Flyers. And we're joined on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line by Bally Sports Analyst for the Blues, Darren Pang, also on TNT. He'll be in Arizona tomorrow. Pang, you're always good to talk to you. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, Randy, good morning. I'm uh, just playing catch with my little my little dog, Brucey, so I thought you'd want the update on, update on him. How's Brucey um, doing with playing catch? <laughs> Brucey's doing good. He's, he's chasing around one of my Titleist uh, uh, Pro V1s right now. So, um <laughs> It, all good, but uh, what a, what a day um, when you think about um, well, first of all, there's a lot of twos in today, isn't it? February twenty second, Tuesday. Uh, there's a lot of things yeah, going two, on. 22, 22. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So hopefully the Blues only give up two goals against and win three to two. Um, but the uh, just thinking back to last year and uh, last year, two thousand nineteen. Just thinking back to you know the last time the Blues were there, and I was between the benches. You know, being on the road prior to COVID. Uh, we, we would often set it up so that if the other team um, allowed us to go between the benches, um, we, we would let them do the same thing in, our, in ours. And Philadelphia is one of the teams that uh, was accommodated in that, that area. So it was, a, it was a great game for me to be between the benches because of the, the feeling of, of every save that Jordan Biddington made, especially in that first period. It was like he make a save and you could, I could feel the bench. I could see the bench to my right just kind of grow in confidence and the excitement and, and uh, there was something special developing right there. And, and so obviously, uh, you know, that, that takes place. And then we, we actually got to do an interview with Bennington on the, on the uh, bench, you know, the visiting team afterwards. And just, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen after that, but it was a special time for, I know for me personally to, to reflect on uh, knowing that I was there and, and so close to the action in that game. And, Panger, we're going to talk about this later in the show, but having Mike Yo obviously be a storyline in the game tonight, when you look back at that season, the fact that Doug Armstrong was able to fire Mike Yo and appoint Craig Berube as the head coach was a huge catalyst in the Blues' success that season and them ultimately winning a Stanley Cup. But that couldn't have been an easy move for him to make, even if he didn't think that it was working at the time, knowing that Mike Yo was the person he picked to be the head coach following Ken Hitchcock. So when you look back at everything that was happening at that time and the move that Army made, what do you think about it? Well, I think of a lot of things. And, and uh you know, I think number one, you know, man, being the general manager and president of a hockey team isn't easy. Um, you know, because in the off season, you know, a lot of moves were made. Uh, Pat Maroon got brought in. Um, you know, Braden Shen, uh, 
Braden Shen was here. You've got Ryan O'Reilly in that trade. Tyler Bozak got signed to that deal. There was a lot of expectations. And here's what, here's what I do remember. Uh, being on the bench at home early on with, with you know, just with Mike Yo being the coach and Craig Bruby being the assistant and, and what have you. But I, I remember thinking to myself, this is not easy for Mike Yo. You know, like he, he's now taken this team over. It's, it's, it's his job. And he's got a lot of different personalities and a lot of different egos um, that he has to deal with. And so managing egos is something that it's not easy for the coach. Once the GM gives you those players, well, then it's up to the coach to be able to put everybody in place. And I, I did find during that time that several players were lost. In fact, the tandem of Shen and, and Schwartz, who were always together, I remember them sitting on the left side of the bench where the forwards are for the first and the third. And I, I remember them just seemingly lost like they they didn't have a spot on the team anymore because ryan o'reilly was getting more candy or maybe it was bozak or maybe it was maroon or you know so i i think it was a difficult situation for mike yo to corral and i think mike yo is just a a terrific person and i think he's a a good coach but i think for the circumstances craig berube was absolutely the right guy to bring everybody together And, and and there was no doubt when he took it over how, how he kind of clarified roles and clarified people and clarified how they played and how much, you know, how much ice time they were going to get based on how well they played. And so, you know, so I, I think back at those moments a lot. I mean, you know, and then Doug Armstrong has to make that move and he has to, he has to remove Mike Yo, a man that he's got a lot of respect for. We all have a lot of respect for Mike. He treated us like, oh, my goodness, he was, he's a great person. But it was clear that the job wasn't getting done. And so to pull that all off, and if you guys remember – at the very beginning, it took Craig Berube about three weeks to get things going, and there was like, there was some uncertainty as to whether or not this group was going to come together or not. And thankfully, they went to that bar in Philadelphia. Thankfully, they heard that tune, you know, Gloria. Thankfully, Jordan Binnington won that game uh, via the shutout. And uh, and thankfully, if I'm not mistaken, at that particular point, they went 29-9 and five to end the season and win the cup. <laughs> We may n- we'll never see a storyline like that again. Panger, it's also interesting to me with the way Bruby goes about his business. With a team like the Blues have, when you have as much depth as they have, you're going to have good players playing on the fourth line. And what he does, and you and I have talked about this off the air before, he does a great job of explaining to everybody how they can help the team succeed and getting guys to put their egos aside for the betterment of the team. And you have to have that type of leadership. And and I know it's easier said than done, but I'm telling you, it is difficult to manage the quality of players that all want the type of candy that they want. You know, the bad teams, well, your good players can get all the offensive zone faceoffs they want. They can get all the power play time they want because there's probably only two or three of them that are any good. Well, when you've got a team like the St. Louis Blues that that uh, that, that you do have to – you know, to manage their their minutes, make sure they feel good about themselves, make sure they're they're getting patted on the back. Um, it, it, you're right; it is not easy. Tonight's going to be another great example of it again. Uh, and you know, Logan Brown came in and and he played it. He played a good game, but, but no one's going to be able to like. You're going to be able. You're going to have to move guys down. It might be a Jordan Cairo that has to move down again if Vladdy Tarasenko does indeed play in this game tonight. Oscar Sundquist is sort of swallowed his pride a little bit and he's been down and he's starting to play some good hockey right now and 
you know, Bushnevich and, and Thomas and, and uh, Cairo played well. Well, that's probably going to get broken up because, you know, Tarasenko is going to jo- join that line probably if he plays with, with Thomas and, and Bushnevich. So, it, it, and, and there were times just a little bit ago that David Perron had to, oh, okay, let's giddy up and go, David. Like, otherwise you're going to find yourself down the line. And, and now Ryan O'Reilly and Perron have picked up their game. So, Man, this is a this is a challenge. It's a challenging aspect, but I think it's a great challenge for any coach. You'd rather have this challenge uh, than uh, be winning uh, ten games a year and 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 keep one or two star players happy. That that's not what this game is all about. It's all about winning, and it's all about checking your ego at the door. Panger, a couple more things. The first hockey game I ever went to was in 1971, and this was at the outset of the Broad Street Bullies. It was the Blues and the Flyers. You talk about getting an eyeful as a kid, like eight or nine years old, and Battleship Bob Kelly is all over the place just wreaking havoc. What, what a thrill it was for a young kid to watch those two teams and people that aren't aware of it. The, the, the Broad Street Bullies were the Broad Street Bullies because they were getting beat up by the Blues all the time. So those two teams together, man, that was something. I love to hear the stories of Bobby Plager, and uh, yep. you know. And, and by the way, if you haven't seen the uh, the sign in honor of Bobby on uh, on uh, on forty and sixty four, just as you as you head into the arena, you got to take a peek on your right hand side because it is a a great sight to see. But certainly, uh, I, I love listening to Bobby just talk about you know how it was with him and his brothers, and how it was with uh, he and Noel Picard and all the boys going in there, and just I mean, just <laughs> my goodness, Bobby Gas, I mean Gas off and the boys. I, I think, I think, you know, the Blues at that time. There's an identity that they had that I hope that our young players still still listen to. And I, I know it's not the same. I know it's different. But but team toughness is still something that Bobby Plager talked an awful lot about. It wasn't about one individual that went in there and dropped the mitts one on one against the Hammer. Dave the Hammer Schultz. It was about the entire team. Every time there was a scrum going on, you've got to get every single guy in there. You've got to be a five-man unit, and you've got to buzz in there and be tough, be hard to play against. And and that's the reputation that the Blues are, you know, they've had, but they want to get back to having that. And you know, tonight's a game against Philadelphia that Philly played yesterday afternoon. Carolina beat them, but uh, there's they've still still something special when you see the Blues and, and the Flyers play for sure. And last thing, and it seems like we talk about Ville Husso every week, but I, I just love to get your analysis because you know the position so well. Husso's played a lot now since the first of the year. Where do you stand on Ville Husso? Is, has he shown himself to Darren Pang to be the real deal? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, for sure he has. I think you know the real deal is a hard. It, it, it's a hard challenge in the NHL, though, Randy. As you know, like the the real deal could end in in, in you know in, in a game and a half, and then you've got to climb back out of it. What what I what I know about the real deal in the NHL is how quickly a goaltender can get back on the railroad tracks after falling off them, and 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 the great ones get on real fast. Um, the above average ones not as fast, and then you go down the line. And, and it's the ones that can't get back on track that, you know, you, you have to say, okay, what do they have that's special that can get them back on? Like, I've always felt like Jordan Binnington has had something special because of that inner moxie that he has. You know, he has something, you know, several layers of skin of proving everybody wrong because that's what he's done all his life. We, haven't, we don't know about Billy Huso. I, I don't know. All I know is his fundamentals are very good that I don't believe he's going to get off the tracks for very long. He doesn't slide around that net. He doesn't have a bad glove. 
You know, he doesn't keep his stick like in the air all the time, and, and he's been fluky at making saves. He's fundamentally extremely sound. He's extremely calm under fire. And, uh, you know, all those things in place lead me to believe that he's not going to make a lot of mistakes and he's not going to be able to, you know, get off the tracks for very long. So I hope that answers your question a little bit. But, again, and I want to be realistic about this, because we've seen so many great goaltenders in the NHL and so many goaltenders that fall off and you, you don't see them again. It's when you face adversity for the first, second, and third time and, and, and how you deal with that adversity. So that's, that's the toughest thing that I ever found and is getting it back. In a, but getting it back quicker than, than the, the, other, the next goaltender that's, that's in line for you. Are you surprised that Brucey prefers the Pro V1 over the Callaway Chrome? Yeah, yeah, we're not Callaway Chrome guys, so I'm not surprised at all because all around my house, that's all I see is Pro V. So he really has no choice in the matter. I just want a golf ball as I as I'm 58 now. I want one, Randy, that's going to go a lot higher, a lot further, and with less uh, teeth marks in it that I'm finding around my house. Fanger, always good to talk to you. We'll be tuned in tonight. Sounds good, Randy. Michelle, have a great day. You too. That's yeah. our Blues Insider and. Uh, Great analyst on Bally Sports, Darren Pang. And you'll see that game tonight, J.K. and Panger, on Bally Sports, a 6 o'clock face-off. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.